You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Welcome to the Salty Sex Cast. It's Mariah with me, Brady. <laughs> We are episode 67. We are two episodes away from some epic oral sex. Dude, we better bring it we, for 69. We will? I think we need a plan for it. Yeah, like we need to line up a guest for that one, a specific guest for that one. Uh, Don't stress me out. <laughs> well, we, we talked to that one guy about tantric sex. The, the, the guy that was in, uh, he did the documentary about the... Um, Chris Davis. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy we need. Yeah. Because he was talking about throatgasms. I will reach out. Yes. Chris, yeah. if you're listening, we would like you to come on in two episodes. Come on, bro. Yeah. Do it. Well, today's going to be a casual episode. And if you're watching, hello. It's just going to be me on camera. Brady's right. camera shy. I'm just too good. I'm just too cute. The, you'd break the camera. So cute. In a good way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, so you got to just stare at me. You're welcome. And you're talking across to me. So you're not even really making like good eye contact with the camera. This would be a terrible porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just totally looked up to it like I was do something <laughs> anyway oh man sometimes i re-watch these and i'm just like dear god the facial expressions i make yeah i don't think you've ever been on the receiving end of them before they can be quite oh, no, intense no, no. oh no i have created a oh, monster that's right. a seven-year-old monster <laughs> who i'm like sometimes i look at her i'm like oh, justin look at that face she's making and he's like yeah so i've seen and it i'm like Oh, that's really intense. And she's like, and then he'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. glad, glad you said something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glad you noticed. Glad you noticed. That's yeah. how I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you have been on the receiving end of a couple of those looks. But um, well, so is, I'm sure Justin's oh, been on. Oh, yeah. Justin has. I, I'm pretty sure I have like a specific Justin one too now. Like it's just. Did you just give it to me? I think <laughs> you just kind of gave it to me a little bit. That was a little like. <sighs> the I eye flutter. up. Yeah, <laughs> I know where you sleep, motherfucker. That's right what next that to me. Yeah, I know what it sounds like right? when you're fast asleep. We now both edge <laughs> hug our bed, so like we have a king bed, right? Both of us like to sleep on the very edges of each edge. So like I'll have to like karate kick, and I'm still not touching him. Like it's a good space between us. I was like, that's kind of sad. So sometimes I'll keep scooting back. And my butt fix fits perfectly in like the like you know the lower back like lower lumbar like mm-hmm. curve. So like if we're back to back, <laughs> so like dating you gives you good lumbar support, <laughs> <laughs> right? Anyway, it's neither here nor there. That's just um, yeah. I know where he sleeps, and it's very far from me <laughs> in bed in the same bed. Um, <laughs> but yeah. My aunt and uncle don't sleep in the same room. Are they that old-fashioned? No, no, no. Or, or just nope. things are just... Uh, I think my uncle has a snoring problem, and my aunt usually has to be up quite early. So they're that old? Yeah. And she... Well, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. 
I don't think it. I don't think it has anything to do with that. But c- because like she she mentioned it, and I kind of was like, like gave her a sideways look, and she was like, "Well, we know we we know where each other sleeps. So like when it's time for that, we can find each other." Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, but little on the door. Yeah. Hey, babe. But she's just like, I I wake up early because she's in construction, and so she has to be up early every day, and he snores. Yeah. And, uh, so Jamie has recently traveled for work a few times yeah. and I've noticed a pattern and I brought this pattern up with a close friend of mine and the pattern is the first night that she's gone, it was warm. I get the best sleep of my night, my life, but just the first night just and the then first it's night. the worst sleep. And right? then the next night is the yeah. absolute worst sleep. Yeah. I yep. feel very similar with that. Like it's just like, Ooh, Hey, yeah, I'm going to spread out. Starfish. Yeah. Yep. Had a burp, but I was gonna do it in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was an awkward pause. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna burp, and Brady can use it for his burp reel. And then I was like, no, the listeners don't want to listen. I do. To I that. have a whole gag reel of just Mariah burping. Right. I'm getting comfy in studio today. Like do it. feet up on Pamela's chair. Do it. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's totally cool too because like. With COVID, I have a stringent like when you guys leave, I come out and Lysol and wipe down everything. So thank you so much for yeah. taking such good care of us and the studio. I mean, just every time I come, there's always something new. We're we're getting some backdop stuff happening soon. I'm I can't excited. take credit for that. That's totally you. Well, but I am gonna have to like iron the the sheer sheet, curtain. Sheer curtain. I was gonna okay. say sheet, but I have to like iron it, string some wire. But okay. you but you did the purchasing and the planning, so. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, what do you think of this? Anyway, yeah, you were saying great sleep for the first night. Yep. Um, and then it's just not, and then it's just like you're lonely, and then you miss them and and start worrying about how are they sleeping. And I'm a big scaredy cat. Like, I hate being alone and not like alone. I can hear your rappers. So. I know, I'm trying to hide it. <laughs> It's okay, Brady's eating chocolate. You guys were eating chocolate at the last episode. I know, and it was fantastic. Um, Although I realize these mics are so good, they pick up all everything. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're chewing with your mouth closed, and I can still hear that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how good these mics are. It's great. Um, Thank you, Angel, from the other side of the beehive. For recommending the equipment. For recommending all of our equipment that we use. Um, They also use that on their podcast. Anyway. um, Well, it's a a cool opportunity because we now have twice the amount of recording equipment. So I'm going to move recording equipment into the camper that we bought this mm -hmm. year. So we can do mobile podcasts. And then potentially a hot tub podcast. I'm really excited for Hot Tub Podcast. Um, yeah. We actually took the kids swimming yesterday, and they have, you know, like the little hot tub at this rec center. Did you have to wear a mask when you're swimming? No. Oh, I was okay. like, this is so fucking crowded. The chlorine doesn't kill everything, and this is like airborne. Anyway, it was just so weird. Um, but it was just really nice to get out and let the kids have fun. So Justin and I just hung out in the hot tub, let the kids run around, and it felt so good on my back. I haven't realized, like, how... Um, stiff. I've been probably because of the traveling and sleeping in a different bed. Yeah. So. Yeah, traveling can't be good. Like I, I drive a lot for work in a pickup, and 
I can tell. I can tell when I've had a bad day of driving. Driving is not easy on your back at yeah, all. You come home messed up, and it doesn't matter if you're a passenger; you're still messed up. And well, it's the same yeah, fucking chair. Yeah, there's no way to really like get right. Although <clears> I do <throat> feel like your back gets worse when you're driving because you're not as like you're paying attention to driving, not how your body is feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 if it's stressful driving, you'll have yeah. your shoulders up. Like you're in that kind yeah. of fighting stance rather than a, a sitting relaxed stance. Yeah. Um, on our way to Colorado a little while ago, you know, I was a passenger and, and I'm sitting there like legs up and I'm like, you know, hugging my knee and then like up here and then like on the dash and like cat cowing it in the chair. Justin's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I get so stiff in the car and I'm the passenger. I can move around. This is fantastic. I was like... Our eight hours there was not bad at all. Our 12 hours home was a little different story. For the record snow set or record, snowfall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like even just the amount of snow. It was how bad it was. And the wind was blowing so hard. So there's just like the the whiteouts. You mm-hmm. can't see in front of you. It really is not snowing anymore. But it was, oh God, it was nerve wracked driving. Anyway. It was a fun trip for the family and not a great trip coming home, but we all survived and um, I got so stressed and altitude change and weather change, I popped a cold sore out. First one. I yeah. don't like it. Been whining about it every fucking minute I can. <laughs> <laughs> like, does everyone know? <sighs> they can all see it. They all know. Yeah, anyone watching right? us on YouTube. I'm trying to we hide. Should, we I'm should take, hiding behind my mic now. <laughs> we should take a really awesome like close-up picture for patrons. Only no. patrons can get the awesome close-up picture. <laughs> cold sores are not. I was like, <laughs> so I've never, obviously I've never had a cold sore and I've just kind of seen like, you know, people in my family and Justin have them and they kind of just look like this scabbed type thing. It's a fucking blister. It's like mm-hmm. a blister on your lip. Yeah. They can be pretty painful from what I hear. Well, they're not comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, so weird. And then it like, has this weird sensation, like tingle, that you know is going to be followed by like some discomfort. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't like it. I hope I never have another one. Oh, knock on wood. <laughs> so we kind of talked about it for a second that we're on a different recording schedule than we used to be. Yeah. So we're doing a bi-weekly recording schedule. Well, and if you watch the videos, you'll notice there'll be two consecutive episodes. I'm in the same fucking outfit, right? Right. Um, there's three of us that are part of this podcast, and it is really, really hard for us to find time with all of us. So we were doing it Sunday evenings, and then that's every Sunday evening is, you know, away from your family, your schedule, everything, because... Well, and I think I was the first one to say that it was affecting me. Yeah, you said it. You were like, you appreciate your weekends. And when we were doing something every weekend, I felt like Sunday, I was only getting part of my weekend. It turned into going to church. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> All the face you just made. I was just kidding. <laughs> I was so offended. No, it just, uh, it, 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 it turned into one of those things where, you know, usually Sunday night is chill night it's chill night like or, or getting prep for the week yeah exactly you're yeah. you're re-preparing yourself and what i found was that like sunday afternoon i was already thinking about okay i've got guests coming i've got 
this to do in the studio. I've got that to do in the studio. Mariah and Pamela expect a certain level of quality. I'm going to be there for them. And then you guys, you're also like, okay, I got a guest coming and I've got to bring my A game. And when well, I bring a lot of the equipment with me because I, well, not a lot. Um, a few of the things with me because I still use them at home for other things for other things yeah. right too so I have to make sure things are charged and have enough memory like the camera sure because I fucked up before and I forgot to you know it did have just enough. cut off in the middle of a recording too didn't it it did yeah. yeah so and then I looked at it and I was like oh shit what did I do oh oh I thought you meant right now and I was like fuck no I was it's, careful it's okay. good okay I did the, the night that we had the problem and I looked at it and I was like what did I do and I like hit record again and then I was like, you know, fuck it. I mean, I guess we'll have a weird piece or whatever. And then I looked over and it was like, no memory, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever Apple says. Yeah. But. <clears throat> no, that was my fault. It's all good. I mean, we we run roll with the punches as much as we can. We yeah. get it. I mean, this is a passion project. Like, we we're, were complete novices starting this podcast. Yeah. And then Pamela and I brought in Brady, upped our game a little bit. We've slowly increased our own skill just by learning. We've increased our equipment, things like that. But there still is the whole scheduling piece, editing piece, getting guests. And, um, you know, it's not just the hour that you hear us a week. I would say it's three, four times that of what I actually work on for that podcast a week and right now we're doing two episodes a week or two episodes every other week Mm -hmm. so that's that's basically eight hours spread out over two weeks yeah exactly put this in and um and you know i was towards the end of last year had was in a thruple or it was ending and you know things were getting heavy in my own relationship between me and my husband and um, I am one who I will keep busy so I don't have to handle. So you don't have to think about the other stuff. Yeah. Truly. It's not that I'm avoiding it, but, but it's just hard for me to kind of just sit there with that information or those hard things that are happening. So I'll just get busy. So, you know, I work a nine to five. I have my coaching business. I have the podcast. And now as if you heard our last episode, I am adjunct teaching two courses at a university. So I also mm-hmm. have that on top of me. So I have paid, you know, or what pays me almost two full-time jobs. Yeah. If you're looking at the hours, then having a podcast on top of it. Yep. And then I realized my relationship is suffering right now. I really need to give some extra time to this. I really need to recenter what my priorities were. So I was like, hey, you know, what do you guys think of me stepping away from the podcast for a couple months? Maybe we get a, a like semi-permanent guest in to cover for me and had presented that. And before well, we the, even started recording that, what did, was that, didn't the semi the semi-permanent guest came up because Pamela got COVID? No, no. I asked her, I said, hey, can you find somebody, you know, that would kind of just take over um, for a little bit? I'm happy to still try, you know, doing some social media things and trying to get guests. Like, I'm not going to be, like, completely gone. I'll still help post episodes, things like that. Because I do all of the editing. The post editing is is me. And so um, I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I'm not going to just all of a sudden say, like, peace the fuck out, right? Um, and then right after we were kind of looking for that and figuring out how that was going to work logistically, she's like, Hey, I have COVID. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, 
Yep. That, that really does, does, you know, that really does it. It just kind of shows that we need all a break. Right. So well, we, right, right at that moment, I think I had some chaos in my life too. Yeah. So you were like, Hey, I'm totally okay. Stepping away because things are kind of hard right now for me. I think I was the one you who recommended, I recommended the hard break. Like we should all take a break and then just explain to our listeners why we're taking a break. And I was like, no, we can't let the listeners down. Like I, that was a really hard decision for me. Yeah. But at I the think same you struggled time, with I was that like, more than anyone. Oh, I still do. Yeah. Every day, every week we meet every time I'm like, oh, I give so much out there for our listeners and for people who are looking for a safe medium to learn about adult sex education, really. Sex and, and sexuality. Yeah, it's, it's so important to me. And it's really important to me that we're consistent. Um a consistent part of your week right and so yeah we took the break we decided hey you know we're just going to announce a break we're gonna we're gonna step away it's gonna be okay and boy did we need a break i needed a break i can't believe like you know two months was it three months no we didn't take three months um i feel like well it was it was yeah half of november December, and then we came back, like, what, two weeks into the new year? So maybe a week, yeah, yeah. A week? So. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I had, I had to miss a show, because Jamie and I were in a throuple, and the woman that we were in a throuple with had attempted suicide on a Sunday night, which is the night we usually record. That's right. That's why we popped it into Zoom last minute. Yep. Um, That's why I wasn't there for that episode we talked about off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we we have backup plans and we were like, hey, we we get it. You go be there where you need to be, Brady, and we'll figure this out, right? Yeah. But then when it's all three of us, things that are happening, it's like, no, this isn't worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. we can take a break it's fine and and so i really appreciate everyone who hung around and came back and came back it yeah. really does mean so much and then continue to share the podcast and um it really is just so important it's i think the messages we share are so needed and well and that's the message we're trying to get out today is that sometimes you got to take a minute to take care of yourself yeah. and sometimes you got to take a minute to stand up for yourself huge yeah and it's it's like i said like i maybe it was probably the weakest i'd ever sounded right but i was the one who said we need to take a fucking break like all of us need a fucking break i don't think weak is the best word to even describe that i think you were just you know saying hey i see this need i'm gonna put this boundary down yeah and i mean if you guys had wanted to record i definitely would have continued to record right like i didn't necessarily feel a huge strain yeah but i could see it on everybody that was fantastic that you were able to recognize that and say hey guys i'm seeing it in everyone it's not going to be detrimental we can do it we can still come back and i'm over there boohooing and i was like look at our numbers no no one's gonna come back and of course i'm just doomsdaying in it right and 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 it doesn't matter our numbers like that was the biggest thing is that was a really great break for me because it's what truly matters it's the message yeah and it's everyone's health and i can't share a healthy message if i'm not healthy myself sure yeah um 
or at least trying to be healthy, right? <laughs> I'm not a very, you know, like I'm not like a, the epitome of health or anything. Miss Cold Sore. Oh, <laughs> my feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Shh. Don't I, keep talking shit on it. It's going to come back. I'm just going to look at it the whole night. You can oh, go this. lick your face, <laughs> you jackass. I'll tell Jamie. Hakalugi. I'll tell Jamie. Anyway. I don't know what Gitto would do, but I'll tell her. <laughs> <laughs> so during our right very early into our break, mm-hmm. is this an okay time to bring this up, Brady? Yeah, Are we you can, okay to talk about this? We can totally talk about this. Okay. So uh, one week after our the woman that Jamie and I were with, uh, one week after she attempted to suicide, or to commit, excuse me, to commit suicide, uh, she... Do you want to refer to her as a letter or a name or any pseudonym? I don't have a problem saying her name. Okay. Um, I don't think she'd care. She's dead. So she drove up. Uh, sorry, that was kind of blunt. <laughs> I apologize. She would laugh at that. Yeah, no, she uh, did have such dark humor. Yeah, and she was hilarious about it. But yeah, uh, so one week later, um, she drove up Ogden Canyon with a firearm and took her own life. And it was really kind of eye-opening for me because, you know, I joke all the time about having impression, and I think I pretty seriously do. Like, I have the opposite of depression, which gives me, like, zero coping skills and terrible empathy when people are going through something rough. And so... Having someone who I cared about and I loved uh, die in such a fashion was a shock to me. And <clears throat> it's been it's been kind of a it's been kind of a shift in my mentality. Like it changes the way I interact with people. I always I reach out to people I haven't heard to in a long time. Um, you know, I check on people. And, like, I used to just sort of, like, I'd thumb through Twitter and people would say something like, oh, just might as well end it. I'd be like, ah, you fucking shit poster," And just scroll right past. Now I'll actually stop and send a message. Yeah. You know, are you okay? Uh, whatever, whatever. And, like, I've told some close friends that have had, I don't know if you'd call them close calls or whatever, but dealt with suicidal urges where it's like, dude, you do not understand how this impacts people. And if you're fucking serious, you need to reach out to me. Yeah. Like I need to know. And like even someone who's a shitty person, someone I'm not a fan of, I would swim open mouth up a river of shit to help you if you're really considering that. Maybe not necessarily cuz I want to save you, but I know how torturous it is to be someone who's had a partner take their own life. Or not even a partner, a rem- but someone close. But, you know, the reason we really wanted to shine some light on it, for one, just to kind of talk about that time was so needed. But for two, that this was a romantic partner who lived in your home. Mm -hmm. And how unbelievably impactful in every corner of your life and still to this day leaks through and it's been several months right mm-hmm. not that like that's the time frame you need but um it'd be like what four almost five months mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's you know bring it up continually you know with those jokes 
And nothing wrong with that, especially because you do say, you know, her humor was dark. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but with you being a thruple, you and Jamie, you know, and the effects. I mean, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Of that. Well, Jamie and I never, we're not polyamorous, right? In in the sense of the word. Yeah. Um, but what had ended up happening was she was someone we had talked to a while back and then she ended up in a relationship. So she sort of like canceled things with us. Right. And the relationship she ended up with, they were kind of guilty or jealous type people. So they didn't want her hanging out with us or whatever. And we were like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you know, our, our thing is, is like, we look for friends, like long-term friends with benefits. And we were like, dude, it's about being friends. And we got along. We're not trying to get you to come fuck us. Like bring your girlfriend with, if you want, like we're just throwing a party or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, I noticed she had posted something about a breakup. So I just like reached out and checked on her. And she was like, dude, I want to come hang out with you guys. Da, 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 da. But I don't want to have sex because I just got out of a relationship. Cool. No big deal. Doesn't matter. Like we just want to hang out. And we ended up having sex. <laughs> um, but I don't think it was. Maybe it was that night. I don't know. But uh, she was going through a rough time, I think, part of because of that breakup, and then she made an attempt. Um, this is probably two or three weeks later. And when she got out of the hospital from that attempt, her roommates threw her out on the street. And Jamie and I looked at each other and were like, we're calm, reasonable, intelligent adults. Um, she's a little bit younger than us and maybe not quite prepared... Like, she just needs some fucking support. Yeah, like, her parents had really kind of just abandoned her. Um, I think they were kind of overwhelmed. You know, they'd been dealing with this for her entire life. And and we can go in a little bit more into detail of, you know, what spurred some of that with her own demons and yeah. um, trauma yeah. that she had experienced. But um, continue so, on with... Yeah, so Jamie and I, like I said, we're not polyamorous, but we offered her a place to stay. And it was really, like, she was she was like, yeah, that never works, but I'll give it a try. And to be honest with you, I even had that same thought in my head, like, this shit doesn't work out. Like, this is, like, three's company shit. It's mm -hmm. a fucking fantasy. It never works out in real life. And to me, it did work out. Like, I liked having her here. And, like... It wasn't always great, like any relationship. You have your struggles and stuff like that, especially any guy, I think, who's been with a woman can definitely say that, like, when you upset... I, I, I shouldn't even say guy-woman, but, like, anyone who's been in a relationship with someone and you end up in an argument with them, you can understand how frustrating it is. But now, like, imagine when they both agree with each other. And you're getting ganged up on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Been there. It was, and then, and then you sort of like, you feel like you're ending the fight with one and then the other ramps it up again or whatever. But like it, I mean, so there, there were rough times, but like it to me really worked. Like we all just kind of hung out and enjoyed each other's company. And, uh, you know, Jamie got fulfillment from her, uh, in, from Mia in other ways. And I got from 
different types of fulfillment like things that i couldn't get from jamie i got from mia and things that jamie couldn't get from me she got from mia and things that and it goes the other way too mia was getting stuff from me that she couldn't get from jamie and stuff from jamie she couldn't get from me and that's why a lot of people are drawn to polyamorous relationships because it's like oh yeah i now get to have multiple people fulfill multiple needs and i don't have to feel like i have to rely on just one person and that one person isn't like hey i can't actually fulfill this or i'm kind of exhausted um i i really do like that concept of polyamory to actually carry it out in a helpful way is um you know we've talked about this so many times on the podcast but there there are a lot of things that go into it and you know there's so many conversations. things. Yeah. Communication is huge. Just being fully aware. And it sounds like you guys really did a lot of that continually does not mean it's a walk in the park. It's not a walk yeah. in the park, but our Jamie and I sat down with the intention when we talked about it was to help her because she, even if we were not having sex with her, she was a wonderful person. She's changed my life. I, uh, can only hope that I'm the same kind of like positive impact on other people's lives that she was on mine. And like, she never just walked into a room. She burst into a room. (laughs) Yeah. She was always bouncing around on her tiptoes. Like just so full of life. She's not a, she wasn't a quiet, no, you know, little butterfly. She came, well, you know, she still was a butterfly, very colorful, very like, I mean, you knew when Mia was around, like, I mean, just very full of life. Just like you said, her presence was always known. Like there's not a door between my kitchen and my living room, but she still somehow managed to burst into the living room (laughs) when I'd just be chilling in there. And I mean, you know, I've joked about it on the podcast before. Jamie's not a very cuddly person, right? And I'm a fucking really cuddly person or I can be. And so sometimes it was nice to just have someone around who was mushy and cuddly, right? <laughs> and with a really nice butt. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I saw her in like shorts. Was it fishnets? Maybe was she was wearing fishnets and then shorts over or something, but I was just like hard to say. She oh, wore a lot damn. of stuff. Yeah. Oh my I god. I was like girl. Like and that's like, you know, that's a really good compliment coming from someone who gets that compliment quite often, right? Yeah. Not to like boost my own booty or anything. You but. got a Pixar mom booty. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, okay. I was yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask somebody and be like, is that's what it's like standing behind me? <laughs> it didn't come up that conversation. We were all drinking and I was kinda of tipsy anyway. So I was like, I bought it better watch what I say. Yeah. Well, it just Again, it's it's like our goal was to just sort of help her. Like she she had this attempt where she got thrown out and walked away from that attempt with $30,000 in medical bills. Well, cuz it wasn't yeah, cuz she had to stay in the hospital for quite some time. Was it like a, maybe a week? She was no, the, the the first attempt she was in there for like 2 weeks. Okay, I thought yeah, cuz like right an, when she came home mm-hmm. it was to your guys' place and you were already talking about yeah, we're already planning on her coming back to our house when she gets out kind of thing. So that was, she was uh, released. That was right before her successful attempt is that oh, a good way to put it her completed attempt yeah completed it, attempt yeah 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 or i guess successful it doesn't that sounds no. like i'm like way to go team yeah um no so the first time she wasn't living with us so she attempted mm-hmm. hospital ri- or ambulance ride emergency room bill and then 
like a week and a half, two weeks in a care facility. Yeah. Then she lived with us for several months. Several months. Uh, it was, Nine? I think, maybe six months. Okay. I think it was about six months. Then she had a second attempt, which ended up in an ambulance ride and about a four day stay in a clinic. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean, she'd only been out of the mental mental health facility for three days and, and completed her attempt. Yeah. Um, but like Jamie and I had already talked about it prior to her coming home the second time. We're not throwing her out. And like I had a look, like she came out of the hospital, the front of the hospital and was like shaking. She was like. She was coming to nothing. I thought I got the impression she thought that I was just going to start smacking her like Aww. right there. I was just going to hit her uh, in front of the hospital for for doing that to us um for attempting right because one of the things i teased her about because we would joke a lot about it was like just don't try it here right when she moved in just don't do it here just just don't do it at the house and then she did and uh i just immediately like grabbed her gave her a big bear hug and i was like dude you're safe like you have a place to stay i don't want you going anywhere and like we want to keep you healthy and happy and like that's our that's our goal and we're gonna work through this and um i took her out to go get her like whatever you want to eat let's get it on the way home like i left work early to pick her up all this like all this other kind of stuff and uh the night before she came home and was like her usual happy self bouncing dancing um you know, really kind of cuddly, gave me hugs and kisses, just seemed like herself, was really proud that she had been sober since she got checked in the hospital. That's the other, yeah. Yeah, she was really proud of that, and uh, it just seemed like a normal night to me. And then the next morning, she came into the bedroom, and I don't know what time it was. Um, she actually startled me awake. And it's it's funny that that's something that I feel guilty about. But she, like, scared me. And I don't know if I was having a dream, but I remember like startling awake. And then she was just like trying to give me a kiss. Mm. And so like I gave her a kiss and which was common. She would always come in and give us a kiss goodbye. And she walked to the other side of the room, gave gave Jamie a kiss. I rolled over and went to sleep. And then she sent me a text message um, about six o'clock that morning. She sent me a text and it just said Ogden Canyon. And we had been talking about something else involving a car accident in a canyon and I tried, like, Googling the news stories and stuff. Because usually when you wreck a car in a canyon, it makes a news. And this was somebody else uh, had had an accident in a canyon. And so, like, I tried looking up that person plus Ogden Canyon on, like, KSL to see if the story ever came up. And it never did. And I just carried on with my day. And Jamie called me at about noon and said, there's a note on my laptop. And it says, third time's a charm. I think I figured it out. So I immediately called Jamie. I'm like, dude, you got to call the sheriff. You got to call the sheriff. You got to get him up. You just immediately put her text and her note together. I put the two together and I said, you got to, and she usually would text me pretty regularly. If I was texting her, she would text me pretty regularly. And so like I had even sent her a text because she was worried about getting her job back after being in the hospital for that, right. that many mm-hmm. days. So I sent her a text like, hey, I hope you have a wonderful day at work. And da, 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 da. And this is one that I feel guilty about. Um, she, that night before had been complimenting my penis in like a super sweet way. Like she was very kind about it. And I was like, Oh my God, that meant a lot to me. So like when I didn't get a response from, I hope you have a wonderful day at work. Can't wait to see you when you get home. I then sent up a following uh, my follow-up message was, 
hey, like, it really meant a lot to me what you said about my penis. And, like, I appreciate the compliment. And then just, just being super genuine, kind of funny. I Yeah, I wasn't even really trying to be funny. Like, it really just felt good. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, I was like, that was really nice of you, because, uh, you know, like I said, I love Jamie to death, but she's not the mushiest person in the world. And even, it, like, she, you know, Jamie will tell me, like, well, I married you. That should be the ultimate compliment to your penis. Oh. So, like, live with that. I don't need to say it all the time. And I'm like, eh, you kind of do. I've told you you do, you know? But that's here here nor there. But uh, so having her say that. So I just, like, I just wanted to reach out. I'm like, hey, that really meant a lot to me. And uh, that didn't get her attention. But I was also busy at work. Yeah. So Jamie calls me tells me about the note and i just immediately was like you got to call the sheriff Ugh. you got to call the sheriff and get them up ogden canyon right now you know in just hopes that you know like i'm still convinced to this day that i broke into the bathroom at just the right time because she with f- her attempt with your yeah living at your house. She, she faded pretty rapidly from when i got the door open to when emt we decided to call an ambulance like oh. she, she went from like kind of talking to just ugh, like eyes rolling and everything and uh so it was an intense role emotional roller coaster for me because i had several roles to fill i was the morning boyfriend right who also had to comfort a morning girlfriend who also had to delicately figure out how to return her belongings to the correct people. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, we weren't really aware of what sort of knowledge her family had of our relationship. Yeah. And I think through some of the conversations that I've had, it seems like dad's kind of caught on to what was going on, but wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, that was kind of weird. Sort of like having, family members show up to collect her things and realizing that like, Oh, there's only one bedroom in this house. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I had all these roles to fill. I had to like, I, I basically felt like the executor I was keeping, you know, the executor of her wheel. Well, and not will. only that, there was an investigation. So now you're having yeah. to be the point person for her cell phone code. Yeah, I gave the sheriff her cell phone code. They asked, you know, because the part of the investigation is where she found the firearm. Yeah. Um, And that was hard for you as well because you do own firearms and you were like, no, I knew. Yeah. I I know exactly where they're at. They're locked up. I know who has access to them. And so, you know, you're now potentially, you know. I may have been under investigation. It's very, very well could have. I never thought about it, but. I told the first sheriff that I interacted with, I keep a, I have a, a card that I keep separate from my guns, and it just came with one of my guns that I bought one day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a list. So it's like serial number type cost type deal. Type deal. And so I yeah. keep that card separate. So I was able to look at my gun inventory and look at the list, and everything's here. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then having the sheriff from Ogden or I don't know if he's a sheriff, but somewhat somebody from Ogden came down to meet with me personally. And he had questions 
right? And I mean, I don't know that he was specifically questioning me, but he asked questions like, do you have any idea where she may have gotten it? Because, yeah, you know, and I said, I don't. The only thing I can think is this, this, and this. And all the time you're just still in shock and... Having lost someone that I loved. And not, like, there's no written... Like, losing a loved one, losing a partner, there's a lot of literature. There's a lot of support, right? But being in a non-traditional relationship, what are you allowed to? What do you get to? Just like you were saying, you're balancing these different roles. Right. Of, well, and Jamie and I mourn differently. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just... So we weren't on the same page even with mourning at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to you guys a few days. I mean, Jamie called me that day and said, hey, just wanted you to let you know. We're not telling a whole lot of people, but I do want you to be my person. I told and she told her I appreciated it. But immediately I knew you. I was so worried about you, Brady. I will get emotional right now. I probably shouldn't look at you while I'm talking. But, yeah. One of my best friends, friend. Um, You're my homie, too. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that you did to help was we were taking a break from the podcast for all the different issues we were all having. And you didn't call and ask me how I was doing. You called to tell me how terrible you were doing. And I was like... I'm glad someone else is having a shitty time. <laughs> and I think I told you that. I, I remember texting you like, no, it was really good to hear someone else. Yeah. For a minute because I felt like I was. Any interaction you had, people were like, what are you doing? How are you? Are you okay? And, yeah, and it's I was really like, like, just like, fuck no, off. Brady, I'm using you as a friend and I just need to vent to you about yeah. life. <laughs> it, was, it was nice to not have someone call and ask me, how are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, or, you were or, telling Or what that. happened. And then you... And then, yeah, that's the worst, too, is, is having people... So, what happened? How'd they do it? Fuck if I know. It's and under it's, investigation. Well, and, and it's, I do understand that's usually typically people's initial reactions because that's human curiosity. Because sure. they're like, if I know some of those details, I can control what I know about it. You know, it has some sense of control over the situation, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I was really, really careful. I didn't want to bombard you with any of those questions. I was just like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. But, like, immediately, you know, I was just like, fuck, Brady is going to have, like, this is going to be a hard thing for him. And because, just like you said, you're, what do you call it? Undepression? Un Undepression. Un un unpressed. Unpressed. Yeah. And so, yeah. depressed, unpressed. Yeah, I'm unpressed. Right? You're always just high. And so, but yeah, knowing that it's like, what do you have equipped to? Oh, I don't have coping skills for being normal. <laughs> I like I I uh what we joke about me and Jamie joke about it but I don't have coping skills for being sad yeah. because I never am so when I do get sad I'm like fuck is this how you guys all live your life this you're miserable like even when I come down to a normal level yeah I'm like who the fuck is it? like is this what real life is like for you because this sucks this is miserable yeah yeah no I I constantly was worried I was trying to use Jamie to get information about you I was like how's Brady doing yeah and how are you too Jamie sorry like but really it was I, I truly about was me. honestly worried I knew Jamie would um you know be able to communicate enough and her and I have a good relationship and we've done you know 
we do our monthly girls brunches, things like that. And so it was just like, okay, I can at least see you face to face, but I don't have any meeting with Brady because we're not doing the podcast. Um, but yeah, just like you said, when I kind of was venting to you about what was going on and kind of just like, dude, life it's hard. I could use some like guidance or just, you know, I think you and I were really just kind of like griping about some podcast stuff. And then you told me about some other things that were going on that were hard, really difficult things you were dealing with in that moment. And I was like, uh, my, my friend Ian, uh, who I've made recently, um, uh, he always says that, and he's English, so he says it in a really cute way, and I'm going to butcher it. But he always says that, like, if you could put all your problems into a teacup and you could lay out all everybody's problems in all these different teacups, you would always pick your own teacup. Because I remember, like, even with the, like, the frustrations that I had, you know, with dealing with, like, feeling guilty and then feeling like, no, I shouldn't be guilty. Fuck you. And then feeling guilty for being angry, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so having this like weird kind of roller coaster of emotions, I remember think like you got done telling me your story, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine with my troubles. Like f- that sounds shitty. I'm like that must be rough. Yeah. So like it always made me laugh because Ian was right. I would have picked my own teacup. Choose the devil, you know. Yeah. You know, and I I'm a firm believer in you know you're you're equipped to handle your own things as much kind of thing. It's you know the ins and outs and the details you know when someone's just telling you what's going on you only hear some of it so of course it looks and sounds scarier but um oh i'm glad i'm glad that helped you yeah listening to listening <laughs> to somebody that. else's problems like really i like I, I went upstairs feeling so much better yeah and it's uh you know i mean i mean and not in a comparison way it wasn't like well you think you're going through a shit time guess what i'm going through yeah no it was no. nothing like that but it was good for me to just not have somebody call and be like you doing okay everything mm-hmm. all right yeah. What happened? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, There's just could, no like, book. Come to find out, talking to Jamie, and I didn't realize this, but I guess a lot of people in my life are like, now nah, Brady's Brady's always that happy because he's hiding something, not because he's really that happy. And I'm like skipping out of the room as she says that, and then I'm like, huh? And like turn around and skip back into the room and be like, what do you mean? I'm not happy. I feel pretty happy. And then just like skip back out of the room. Um this yeah. is genuinely who I am as I'm yeah. genuinely a I happy see you person happy. And I sometimes see you fired up like spicy. We'll call it, well, you know, maybe like angry or frustrated about something. Right. Yeah. Like everyone does when they're but I'm never into sad, it. but I don't see you low. Yeah. It doesn't like happen. Not, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, I never thought weird. about that. Yeah. You, no, you're right. Like I do get, there's happy. There's happy. And then and I'm then like there's... angry sort of on fire. And then it just goes back to being happy. Yeah, there's, there's no never, low. Yeah. there's never like, well, I'm sad and I need to eat chocolate. Hey, shush, sir. Chocolate's right there and you were just eating <laughs> I did have some chocolate. But um, how it affected your relationship between you and Jamie is kind of unique as well. Like I, if you're okay kind of yeah. talking a little bit about that too. Well, it was it was interesting because when we were living with Mia... And we were having sex with Mia and like I took Mia out on date nights and Jamie took me out on date nights because we were trying to be a healthy influence in her life and she had never been like dated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she, she had experienced a lot of like use and abuse um, with people sort of like treating her like a sex object. And, 
And some of that was how she determined her value was how sexy am I right now? Is that because that's what people want is sex, right? And so to her, it was really weird. One of the first fights that I had with Mia was I, Jamie and I, if we go on a date night, we'll pull out our phones and show each other stupid shit that we found during the day that yeah, yeah. reminded me of her or I thought she would like. And so I took her on a date night and I was so used to dating my wife that when I went on this trip, we, I, we rode the motorcycle up to go get ice cream. Um, cause I was teaching Mia how to ride my motorcycle. Um, we're sitting out in front of the ice cream shop because it was COVID. So you couldn't sit inside the ice cream shop. And I just like, Oh, I saw something today and I showed it to her. And like the look on her face was like, you motherfucker, you're going to pull out your phone on our date night. Oh, and I had to like, I had to apologize when she told me what bothered her because, and and I, and I explained it to her. Like I, I apologize. And I know that you're not Jamie, but that is what Jamie and I do on day night is we do pull out our phones and show each other stupid shit. We saw on the internet that reminded each other of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, or reminded us of each other. And so I'm, I'm really sorry. And the next time we go on a date night, I will not do that. And I'm sorry. And I, and I learned from it. Um, but so I forgot my point. What how was, did, what was your, how did oh. Mia passing affect you and Jamie? So there were, I think it was really nice to have each other to lean on. Jamie, I think, was more hurt than she expected to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, she was... I think what was really nice, having losing a third person in our throuple was, if you can say nice, but we had each other at least. One of the positives. Yeah. 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 We had each other at least um, to lean on during that difficult time. Um, and so you're then, not all of a sudden coming home to an empty bed and an yeah. empty house or something like that. Who traditional couples who they lose their partner would be. Yeah. And, okay. you know, I didn't have to move her furniture alone. Or take care Pack of... Pack up her stuff. Jamie actually did the bulk of that. I couldn't do it. That's right. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Uh, I had some specific things that I knew that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we did the traditional, like, bro code of, like, throw these things away so the family doesn't see them. The toys. Stuff like that, yeah. Um... I need a little black box underneath my bed. I think everyone. And just label it. This is throw it. Don't open. Throw it out. I feel like everyone needs that black box under your bed or somewhere that it's like, if I die. Just throw it away. Just just don't open it. That's not for anyone to see. Um, (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, like the the ones with like the latch, the lock. Yeah. And And we should all know, like it should be a societal thing, like a cultural thing that you know that when someone dies, you throw out their their black box. You don't don't open it. Yeah, well, there's nothing of value to be sold or rummaged about. Like that is very personal. There's no keepsakes. They're all just like (laughs) sticky. Don't touch them. Or crusty. Or crusty. Yeah. (laughs) Or dusty (laughs) in my case. Yeah, Yeah. Tell me about it. So it was it was really nice for Jamie and I to have someone to lean on, but the struggle then is we still were in a throuple in the sense of our mourning. 
because Jamie mm-hmm. and Mia's relationship were different than Brady and Mia's relationship. And so the way that Jamie mourned was different than the way that I mourned. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, I've only reached out to the universe and spoken out loud in what you would call a prayer three times in my life. And this is one of them. Um, and then, you know, I got to be honest with you having impression. I just sort of was like, I'll be fine tomorrow. And I had those moments of being fine, but then there were these waves oh, yeah. of like, ow, that really fucking hurts. A memory. Uh, uh, something, Songs. Yeah. Oh, music is huge. A joke. Uh, you know, like you see something so silly, a thing of chocolate, you know, and yeah, like, it's, it's the not, dumbest thing. not realize it's going to trigger this memory and then just be like, man, um, I mean, I think it, yeah, it's, it's, it's morning Tourette's. It just comes out of nowhere and you don't, I know. love that morning Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like, there's movies I might not ever be able to watch again. Mm-hmm. that were super important to me that when I shared them with her, like Jamie kind of rolls her eyes. You know, if I bust out a movie, I'm like really excited. And I put the movie in and she's like, yeah, this sucks. Like what the fuck? But like, I put that movie in for her and she's like, it's oh, the best movie ever. And like went and got a tattoo based off one of the characters in the movie. And then there's a song at the end of that movie and, da, 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 and like mm-hmm. it ends up as a cover on a different thing that she showed me. And I was just like, Oh, it just catches you out of nowhere. But yes. I think I think the message, because we are a, a podcast about sex and sexuality, is that um, I think the message that I would want to share is that you can't... This is going to sound terrible. You can't save everybody. And in fact, I don't think that those people can save themselves sometimes. Um, but you definitely can't save anybody if you're not in a place to take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. And, and that was kind of... That was one of the reasons. It wasn't the only reason I pushed for a break when yeah. we talked about having a break. It definitely helped. It made it easier for me to speak up because I feel like the way I was raised in sort of like a toxic masculinity environment. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, rub a little dirt in it, move on. Like I would have never said that before. Yeah. Right? But having known you guys and like getting a little bit more in touch with me. I was like, dude, I need a fucking break. I need my weekends back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I don't know if your message is similar to that. Uh, And I'm so sorry that that has happened. Truly. It's a heartbreaking situation. And, um, you know, pieces of her own story of, you know, what kind of created a lot of that turmoil. And, you know, and you've shared a little bit with me, so I'm not even going to pretend to know what has gone on. But was because of sexual assault and trauma because mm-hmm. of those things um, that she had suffered and carried for years and years and years since she was very little, correct? So Really, really young. Yeah, four years old. long-term abuse. Yeah. And she, so... She was uh, four years old when her cousin, her female cousin, started sexually abusing her. Yeah. And it's just truly heartbreaking to hear that stuff not only what Mia had to go through and carry for so long and the the weight of that, but the effects that, you know, after her passing away has done on her relationships, right? So kind of sharing that story for a few different reasons, but Brady, I very, very much appreciate you for being vulnerable and coming 
on even though you're not on camera but that you're still sharing the funny thing is i'm not even on camera about the suicide right like i'm not on camera because i'm a bisexual male yes and i'd lose all my street cred if i came out like if you come out as bisexual it's fucking hot it's like ooh, yeah right well if i come out talking about my mormon family it's a whole different story but yes i get it yeah different there's there's different industries yeah there's consequences for you coming out anyway but i i do want to end on a positive story about her something i would love to hear that something that i worked on really hard with her so and it's related to trauma but it has a happy ending i think yeah you just shower yeah the shower yep so mia had been in a relationship with a man who forbade her from showering without him so she couldn't shower unless he showered with her and i don't i don't know what that is that's a fucking bizarre creepy thing i think to force on someone um yeah i mean if there's one thing where it's like the dom thing yeah but again that's between consenting adults if you're just controlling someone in an unhealthy manner then yes which that is what it was yeah this was unhealthy control this wasn't to this play exactly it wasn't a dom sub thing because when mia was not being a sub because i was her dom Mm -hmm. uh in some of our interactions yeah yeah (laughs) it's fun stuff um (laughs) when when she wasn't in sub mode she was a very dominant person right she i mean she filled the room right but so one day she decided she needed a shower so she went and took a shower and he happened to come home and like attacked her in the shower like hit her knocked her unconscious and then like brutally raped her in the shower and because of that she was not able to shower with people and not men not women not anybody um so i said to her i said i think it's important that you regain your power because even if you're not having sex in the shower it can be a very cuddly, warm, and intimate moment between people that care about each other. And so we worked on it through like what I would probably, being not a professional, would call exposure therapy. Mm -hmm. And so she would get in the shower and I was just like, hey, so today when you get in the shower, just leave the door open. And we worked up from like leaving the door open to like me coming in and just being in there without making like a bunch of noise. But she was aware that I was in the room. And then... I would go in and like converse with her while she was in the shower. And then it came to a point where she could have the curtain open and I could come over and give her a little kiss. And then the last time that we worked on it, she like, wasn't just able to shower with me, but she came with her shoulder uh, thigh over my shoulder. Oh, I thought you were going to say she came with her vagina. I was like, yes, that's usually how this comes. <laughs> well, not if we get Chris Davis on here. She could have came with her throat. Ah. Throat gasms. Yeah, she threw her, you know, her uh, thigh, her leg over my shoulder and, you know. That's awesome. I did what you do when you're down there. And then you got uh, waterboarded. Yeah, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> so worth it though. And then like all I did was held her for a little while and we cuddled and and That's like awesome. that to me was like a crowning achievement in like helping someone heal yeah um just unfortunately whatever her situation was and i think she dealt with by bipre- uh, bipolar and she was diagnosed bipolar diagnosed bipolar and borderline mm-hmm. personality and then had substance abuse um she definitely had a tinge of alcoholism for sure 
I don't think that she was diagnosed as an alcoholic, if that even is a diagnosis. Um, but I'd put her down as an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so her sobriety was very important to her and was a very exciting moment when she could stay sober. And Brady, you really were that positive influence. We all saw it. We all knew, you know, that it's not hard being there for someone who is going through a lot of hard things. And um, you have a message to share with our listeners. I do. Uh, if you need help, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-237-8255. If you friend, live in the you UK. My friend, you are dyslexic. That what is did I say? 800-273. What did I say? 8255. You switched the seven and the three. Oh, yeah. All good. 1-800. I will put it up on the screen if you are watching from home. And 273-8255. And if you live in the UK, I think you just dial 111. I think that's fantastic. And I would love for us to get a universal helpline. Um, or maybe it's 999. It's one of those. One in the UK. 111 yeah. or 999. Yeah. Yeah. Um, truly, make a phone call. Um, talk to a friend. There's people out there who care about you, no matter what, no matter how ugly things are, how difficult, how heavy, there's always people who care. So, Brady, thank you for being one of those caring people. Thank you for being for, for being willing to call and complain about things that weren't my problems. <laughs> Anytime, friend. That was, I literally like walked upstairs and I was like, Mariah's the best, to Jamie. I'm like, Mariah's the best. And then just like wander out of the room and, you know, Jamie, of course, is like, but why? And I was like, oh, she complained. <laughs> all right but yeah right well thank you so much i'm hopefully that was a wonderful story to share with the it was a needed story to share really to just talk about you know all of those things that are, those hard conversations really it's what we're about thing. right yep um, salty sex cast gmail.com you got it patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast twitter that's salty sex cast facebook sucks <laughs> delete it don't use um, it if you want to see great <laughs> photos no facebook is great i we're actually getting a really awesome community on facebook and so i really appreciate all of uh, those who follow us on facebook and like and share content um please like and share uh this episode give us a review on apple podcasts we want to know what you think about the podcast and others want to know too so then they can listen and learn more things and be awesome and sexy and just crazy rad, right? Share us like with a friend, like the STD we are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, stay sexy. And salty. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.